wonder, Dad, if I could ask you a favor. Yes. I wonder if you could tell me about the first three times you almost died. It should be a while before I see Dr. Death, so it would sure be nice if I could get my breath. Well, I'm not the crying nor the whining kind till I hear the whistle of the 309. Welcome to episode one of the many near deaths of John Heisinger. John Heisinger is my father, and I've known him my entire life. He is a man who has almost died a great number of times and in a great number of different ways. Yeah, I can do that. Now, about that woman that was here, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, you told me that. That's okay. Not, not with her, at any rate. And the uh-huh. other thing is that if you want these stories without somebody throwing in lots of questions that derails me, uh, I can just record them myself. Yeah, I'm recording us right now. I'm recording the <laughs> phone call. Okay. So, yeah. so uh, the very first time, I was probably, I'd say I was six years old. This first episode finds us in 1946 in Holland, which is more formally known as the Netherlands. And we're in a northern province called Friesland. This is where my father's family farm was for generations. My father was born April 22, 1940, and Hitler's forces invaded the Netherlands a mere 18 days later. Family legend has it that my grandmother used to say, well, John was born and then all hell broke loose. Although I can assure you, she said it not in those words. She was a devout member of the Dutch Christian Reformed Church for her entire life. This story takes place in the summer. The family of 11 children and two adults have survived the war and the German occupation, all without being discovered as running a resistance arms depot out of their barn. Now that gasoline was available again, grandfather was able to drive their small Fiat car, which was one of only two cars in the village of Devestadine. And uh, my father had a car. Now, there were only two cars in the entire village of Slavistan. The doctor had one, and my father had one. It was a little Fiat, a little Italian Fiat. And that was a good thing. Because Fiat's are very light, they're very small, they're very light. So, so my father steps into his little Fiat, and he's going to drive to the mill, which is like a sandy lane that runs for maybe uh, less than a half a kilometer uh, behind the house, and there's the mill and all the sheds. So he steps in the car, so he's going to go to the mill. Well... I jump on the back bumper because I'm going to ride to the mill. And then, to my complete surprise, I had no notion, instead of going forward, he's already pointed down the lane, he backs up. <laughs> well, I kind of have my feet on the ground because we're going to go forward. And, and I immediately flips me off the bumper. And then what he does is... He runs over me with the back wheel. He runs over my stomach. And then what he does, this is a fairly, so you know what he does? He stops, and then he goes ahead and runs over me again. Twice. So did he know that he ran over you? 
No, he didn't know it was me. He knew he ran over something. And so, so. when <laughs> so when he backed up, he felt something go like bump, bump. Oh yeah, he, the back wheel ran right over me. It's a very small car. It would lift the car up, and you know. So and then, so then, then he. <laughs> go ahead. So then he pulls ahead and runs over whatever the obstacle was. So now it's going to be behind the car, and he can pick it up and deal with it. Well, <laughs> he comes out there, and what it is, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> his six-year-old son, who has a muddy tire mark right across his stomach. So it's obvious what happened. Right. <laughs> so, and, and I'm crying. Yeah. So he picks me up and takes me into the house and my mother is there everybody's there and they call the doctor right away and then they lay me on the kitchen table and they take all my clothes off okay but and hang on you're you were you were not unconscious no 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 not at okay. all okay so Go ahead. and they take all my clothes off meanwhile all the neighborhood kids are now crowding in the door, peering in and looking at me completely naked on the table. And I am so embarrassed. I am so embarrassed. So, and finally the doctor comes. And what he does is, I remember this part, he pokes me. And he says, uh -huh. does that hurt? And I say, no. And so he pokes me here, 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 here. And finally he says to my mother, ah, the boy's made of rubber. There's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> so then I can put my clothes back on and go outside and play okay so this is not actually a near death experience no okay <laughs> this is just the first time you got ran over by a car I know but it could have been a death experience if you run over my head I'd right. be dead Right. So or, he ran over your stomach yes. twice. Twice. Huh. Oh. Amazing. And you were like undamaged. Totally undamaged. I wasn't sore. I didn't hurt. Uh, I was only embarrassed. Uh-huh. And you were only embarrassed because you had all your clothes off and all the kids came and saw. All the neighborhood kids saw me, yeah. Wow. So, so uh, that was my... So that's not a near-death experience. That's an experience where I could have died had it been slightly different. Right. So in that way, it is a near-death experience just not like you didn't experience the near death bit, if that makes sense. Oh no, not at all. It was just the potential was there for. Gotcha. Okay. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening. I hope you can join us for the next episode of the many near deaths of John Heisinger.